0: Live and on lockdown. Are you ready? 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 Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland and across the globe. You're listening to Ramsey Unleashed. Going beyond borders podcast. The host, Fraser Ramsey.
1: Hey, this is Afia Lethem, creator of the Frame Your Day app, helping you walk out every day in victory. I'm proud to be a sponsor of Ramsey Unleashed, Going Beyond Borders. Hi, this is Zakia Ringold from NaturalSoapByZakia dot com, proud sponsors of the Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders podcast.
0: Ah, good evening, good and welcome wherever you are in the world. It is Fraser Ramsey from Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders. I'm another guest uh, taking the opportunity while well, I'm kind of recuperating, I Do not doing very much really, doing lots of podcasts. So that's what I'm doing. Another guest. Um, the last one, if you heard it, was uh, let's just say. Challenging to say the least. Um, so, then my last uh, introject uh, last week, let's just say, a very good topic, a topic that needs to be basically highlighted. Uh, so, if you get a chance, you can look at the YouTube, YouTube channel and you can see the video. I'm going to have to, I've got three, this will be like four podcasts I have to edit. So, uh, yes, I have to, I've got times, so I need to take it, put it on the list and take it, like Santa's list, but uh, get it done. So, anyway. Um, Yes, welcome. And our guest, a guest who I connected you in our connection via the world of networking, via Clubhouse, uh, everything else above, and you name it. Mm-hmm. And you connect. And uh, before you know it, you've, yeah, people who, everyone and their dog has been doing podcasting since lockdown and uh, started this or started that. And it's amazing how you connect from people all over the world, which is good. So I'm back uh, live on Facebook, live via YouTube, Twitch. But for audio purposes, obviously, in the, uh, for the podcast, basically. But yeah, welcome, Jennifer Farrar. Uh and you're in. You did tell me where you are because you're Central Time, you're not Eastern Time, and you're going to tell me where you are. I've forgotten already. <laughs> 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 so, I've, I <laughs> I've completely forgotten. So, well, welcome to the Ramsey and East Going on the Borders podcast, <laughs> and tell us where you're from. Your well... I have you been?
1: <laughs> Thank you, Ramji. I am in Iowa City, Iowa. And for most people who even in my country don't know where Iowa is, it's smack dab in the middle of the country along the Mississippi. So it's about three hours uh, west of Chicago, so straight on Interstate 80.
0: There we go. So we're going to, tell us about what you do, just to sort of dive in, um, for those who are watching around the world. (laughs) I mean, I can think, I don't know what it is, I've I've, I've literally got this energy i burn randomly now. But anyway, um, let's let's talk about what you do now. So what is it you do now, uh, obviously your general day-to-day business, uh, and tell people an insight into what you do, basically.
1: Oh, well, I call myself a holistic healer. So what that means is I, I started with Reiki, which is, which is um, energy channeled from the divine, from the creator, wherever it's coming from through me to the client. And that creates just a beautiful, incredible relaxation. So if you're stressed and you're overwhelmed, um that's the best thing to do to relax and so your own body's mechanisms can take over to help heal itself and then i do another technique called theta healing which is the main thing that i do and theta healing is a brief meditation that takes me into a theta brainwave so in that brainwave i talk to source i also talk to creator and ask the creator what you need for your highest and best healing and then we kind of dig around your childhood your adulthood and uh, we dig into your subconscious to figure out what's stopping you from you being able to create your own life does that make well, sense
0: yeah what got you into why did you go down that road or what got you into it?
1: Well, I I actually have a degree uh, from the University of Iowa, which is right here in Iowa City, in um, theater. And so I thought I was going to be a technician. I was in costuming. So Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to be a costumer most of my life and do makeup and hair and things like that. And I just I had a lot of baggage from my childhood, and I didn't want that to create my life anymore. I saw where my, how my mother's hurts stopped her from being, from being who she wanted to be. And, and I, and I just went, I don't want that anymore. So I basically sat down in prayer and said, help me, help me get rid of this hurt that I have that was created when I was growing up. And it really was quite that simple because people started coming into my life that mentors came into my life, classes came into my life and I went, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So everything that I learned, I mean, I do a bunch of other things other than Theta Healing and Reiki. Um, Everything that I learned was a, a result of I the a pain and inner pain that i had that need that i didn't want to live with anymore so as that grew as i started meeting these people and talking and and learning more than just what any institution wanted me to learn and i th- i thought oh there's way more out there to know and understand than just what i learned at, at in the university or in high school And then as I healed myself from my traumas, I went, I have to do this. This is where I'm supposed to be. I'm not supposed to be in theater, although I love it. I'm not supposed to be there. So it really was me going on my own healing journey that put me into what me now helping other people.
0: Okay.
1: So that actually happens a lot. So I have students who basically went on the same, a simi- not the same, but a similar path of they're coming to me for healing, and then they go, oh, this is really cool. This is the coolest thing when you can take a- your client from trauma and shame and blame and all that kind of negative, icky stuff and watch them blossom. So it's, it's the coolest thing.
0: So that's how you got into it. Mm-hmm. So we'll unpack, uh, we'll go back and – um, sorry, bleh, bleh, put my teeth in there. We will um, go back to the beginning of what basically your life. Let's talk about how you got to talk about trauma there, which got you, what you released and things that impacted you through your mother's life, uh, which obviously directed you down that path. So let's uh, tell us about life growing up and where you're sort of brought up. And just, yeah.
1: I education. was... I was born in California, which Northern California, Sacramento, the capital city, and we moved here when I was seven or eight. Um, I don't, when the uh, Ma Bell broke up, the telephone company, the okay. government came in and said, no more, you're a monopoly, and broke it all up. So we moved to um, my stepdad's hometown, little itty-bitty hometown of a 1,000 people. I think it has 3,000 now. So it's grown a bit. Um, so that was odd in itself. We also, I also grew up in one, I was seven of eight children. So there was a lot, a lot of chaos growing up. Um, it wasn't a bad childhood. It's just for me being an empath, um, uh, that it was hard. It was hard because I can feel other people's emotions. I can feel their pain and I can feel their sorrow. And whenever people are angry and when you grow up in a a family of seven kids, someone's angry all the time. So I'm, I'm absorbing that. And for, and as a child, even as an adult, people who are empaths don't realize that's not their emotion, but they're processing it as, as if it's their emotion, as if it's my emotion. So all of that stuff was rattling around my body and my subconscious. And so that made it hard growing up, especially when you're, when you're uh, going through puberty, because all of those hormones and all of those emotions are, are coming at you and you don't know what to do with them. So you think they're yours. So if someone does something bad, they're feeling it, I'm feeling it. So that's, that's some of the early traumas that I experienced. Plus I had my own, I was uh, sexually assaulted by a family member. So living through that and being able to move on from that was very difficult because I didn't tell anyone because I was ashamed. I can talk about it now because I've done a lot of healing work on it and I don't feel ashamed anymore. I don't feel attached to it anymore. And, um, and it's not a secret anymore. So navigating that as a child and as a teenager, that was, that was pretty tough. And then watching my mom not have the life that she wanted because she had so many kids. She, she did she once told me, and at at first I was, I was horrified at this. She goes, I, I would have never chosen this life to have so many kids. And, and I was like, oh, my God, I felt horrible because I was ruining my mom's life. I wasn't because I know that now. But for her, she was unable to have the life that she wanted. So I took that on as right. a pain for me. That took a while to figure out. And eventually my mom was able to have a, have some semblance of a life after we, af, of course, after we all graduated and left home. So she she wasn't always, oh, woe is me. But what's those the, were big things.
0: What's the age difference between, the, obviously, being eight kids, what's the age difference between the, the first one to the last, not to sort of give away your age or anything? <laughs>
1: oh, oh, gosh, you would have to ask me. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I there's gotta so many
1: up. of us. I don't I'm just going to get the
0: calculator out right here. 2 seconds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go. Uh, I uh I you know I don't know. Uh how old my my youngest brother is 7 years younger than me. And my oldest brother is he's 68 69 now and I'm 57. Oh,
0: it's so the best part, 21 years between you and, and amongst 21 years, you had eight, your mother had eight kids.
1: Yeah. He might not be that old.
0: He might be Steve. <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably listening to this and going, hang on a minute, you're writing me off already. <laughs> you're, like writing me off already. <laughs> <laughs> you're writing me off already. No, on, he might
1: not, me. not be that old. Um <laughs> 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 uh, uh, but he he's old <laughs> no. he's, uh, okay so, so
0: he's certainly drawing his, drawing his painting so yeah around.
1: there's a there's a there's a gap we uh, uh, right. not yeah
0: I expect there would be a gap after seven years. After he, his seven,
1: seven kids, I I find that funny that you find that funny because
0: <laughs> I'm I'm
1: assuming where you come from. There's not a whole lot of families that have uh, large, large families.
0: Pop, no Um, no no not really no probably about three four maybe the most but not quite eight unless yeah anyway well (laughs) well we also
1: have more space here (laughs) we're also a farming community iowa is still a farming farming um so you the kids are farm hands
0: (laughs) so yeah i suppose if you're farming i suppose you gotta yeah many hands make light work i suppose as they say Yeah. yeah to save you yeah <laughs> oh right anyway move on move on swiftly because i'm just going down a wrong going down a bizarre road in my head <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> oh, that's too funny right so yeah so you're basically after yeah so after what was it uh yeah so you briefly touched on the beginning but you touched on that Your mom went through some traumatic stuff, which obviously affected you. Mm -hmm. What was the stuff that she went through, if you don't mind me asking, which affected you in your life?
1: You know, she didn't talk about it a lot. Right. She would she would occasionally say a little nugget, but the emotion coming out of her was um was very palpable for me. For some people looking at it, they wouldn't have even noticed. Right. But for me. I felt it. So right. it was very real. There's a lot of things she just would not, she would not say. So I, I wish I could tell you other than the fact that, that, uh, i I know she too was sexually assaulted, uh, by a family member. So it, and another sister of mine was by a different family member. So I-
0: um i have interviewed people who've been through similar well down the same path and it's regarding sexual assault uh to, by family members uh, so was it somebody uh, on like an uncle or, or uh it was the, the cause of the sexual assault or
1: was it... uh no i mean i'm not gonna say
0: no, who that, that was okay they're dead
1: they're gone so, so it's kind of right okay yeah
0: as yeah. as as not ideal, but it's obviously an experience, but there's people yeah there's many people who have interviewed who've been through down a similar path who uh, who have been affected by that, which is not mm-hmm. so good but how, going forward from go, for your own experience seeing your mum has been through what you'd been through and others going how did you deal with that going forward uh being well how did you deal with it yourself how did you did you obviously you can't really let go but because i'm not kind of thing you just brush under the carpet mentally and say so, subconsciously it's something that affects you for a long time you it know?
1: does it does and it's exactly what i did and it's exactly what my sister did as well Is we just shoved it aside and and didn't really deal with it and i honestly i didn't really deal with it until i was in my 40s and even into my 50s and right. i'm 57 now right. um uh because I didn't know how to and there's a lot of shame when that happens and it that takes a while to get past um that's one of the reasons why I do what I do now is because I I don't want anyone male or female to live with what I excuse me lived with and put myself through because it's unnecessary Mm -hmm. Right so unnecessary because what I do can help people move through that quicker. I mean, there's, I mean, you just, you just do. I mean, I used my, my theta healing a lot. I use my Reiki a lot and I use other modalities that I do to help me through that. And it's not just, I do it on my own. I have people that I, other healers that I reached out to when I needed guidance on where to go and how to heal something and something would come up or a memory. Cause honestly, until, um, last, was it this year? I think it was, yeah, it was in April of 20 of this year. I was a participant in the wake up world summit. We did a worldwide summit on clubhouse about, Um, domestic violence, sexual abuse, human trafficking. And you can go to the Wake Up World Summit Facebook page and hear all those recordings. They're still there. Excuse me. And um, honestly, when I was telling that story of, of what had happened, I remembered, and this was in April, I remembered certain things about that incident of that assault that I had not even remembered before in talking about it. So even now, little details keep coming up. And then to me, those are great things because then I can heal them. Then I can work on them and I can do the emotional work and mental work and spiritual work to help heal that whole situation. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You obviously mentioned a brief off before we started. We, you talked about you sort of more of a Catholic upbringing, or how is your, what's your kind of faith, or what is your, do you have a faith, or what is your kind of faith from then to now?
1: I do. I mean, there was there was a time that I I felt like I lost my faith after that happened because I was twelve when the assault happened. Right. So I really lost my faith all the way through my. late teens and 20s and 30s. And it wasn't until my 40s that I started coming back to it. And and to be honest, I can't, I don't really have a aha moment as to why I came back to it. I just, I felt um, empty for a long time. And I know that I just needed to fill that up with something. So just little things here and there would, little synchronicities and, and, uh, that would, would happen. And honestly, I can't tell you what they were, but, um, a lot of it was people coming into my life, books that would like jump out at the, off of the, off of the shelf. You need to read this. And all of it kind of brought me slowly back to my faith. So, I don't consider myself Catholic anymore. My husband and I attend the, the uh, United Methodist Church here in Iowa City, and he sings in the choir. We became Methodist because my stepdad, and my mom wanted to go back to church when we were kids, and my stepdad didn't want to go to the Catholic Church because he was raised Methodist. So I'm guessing,
0: did does your, does your mom just remarry, split from your, your career? Yeah. yeah. Hence the reason yeah. of the stepdad. Okay. Yeah. So tell us those who are watching, we're just interviewing Jennifer Ferrari. who I met through uh a lady who many people who may know uh, if you're in the networking world of Clubhouse, uh, Blanca Greenstein Greenstein, Greenstein, mm-hmm. you Um yeah, I should but- butchering her name, she'll kill me. Um, but no. Um Blanca on Lots of Laws of Life, uh on, on a Zoom networking meeting every Tuesday, uh, which is uh, at four o'clock UK time, but eleven AM in the morning eastern time if you're in america she's based in florida but if you're just wanting to do a simple networking connect with people around the world come along and have a chat nothing nothing it costs you nothing it's good it's good fun and you never know you might create some business and connections so every tuesday it's always quite good fun um but yes yeah, so that's how i met jennifer uh, through that mm-hmm. um, and many other connections so it's all good it's good fun but um i've lost my train of thought what was i was trying to say where was going <laughs> i hate when i do that <laughs> when you're sort of talking you go i about to think about something and i start saying something and i go what i've lost my train of thought completely um, what right, were we okay. talking about yeah yeah we're talking we're just talking about your church wise that's the faith we just finished that. oh so yeah i was going yeah i mentioned that that's what i was going to do i stopped and I remember what I was going to say now, because I remember I was having to do I was doing a bit of a backtrack on what, how I met you and then let's talk you mentioned briefly as we had a conversation You in your life you went through a lot of people passing away and now death affects us in different ways, it affects us in many many ways in, in, in our life um, some mm-hmm. harder than others um, so Tell us about the, when you taught you, basically, I it was a chunk of about five years, it wasn't it? it was quite a short No, it was
1: more like 10 to 15 years. Yeah. 10 to
0: 15, you had a hunt, basically, you lost a lot of people in your life. So, and I'm guessing maybe um some of them are your siblings, no? No, Um yes. uh, uh,
1: the the It started with my father in law in 2002. Well, actually, it started in 2005 with a good friend of my husband and I passing away.
0: Right.
1: And, uh, and then it just kind of went down, down, Downhill from there.
0: I thought you said a first name basis with a funeral director, not three choice.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Oh, pretty um, much actually, yeah. I am. I am. <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> so we're just about to talk about death. And hang on a minute. It's, oh, hi you You're back again, are you? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, my word. Anyway, um, yeah, so, let's, uh, so tell us about, tell us well, obviously how. You, the impact of the people in this best part of 15 years who passed, obviously, how they affected you in your life, if you want to do one by one of what you can remember.
1: A lot of it was um, a lot of grief and realizing that grief um, comes and goes. And it's not something that... uh, like really ever goes away. Um, but with work, you can, you can live with it and it diminishes and the lessons, this is the biggest lesson that I learned through all of that. And I love telling this story because it has nothing to do with grief. It has nothing to do with sadness. It has nothing to do with loss. Um, in and amongst all of that, um, my, my stepdad passed, my, my father-in-law passing away, my mom, taking my mom off life support that happened within, you know, a year of each other. My, my stepdad, my stepfather passing away. And then my biological dad dying. Um, I also had to take care of my mother, my parents' estate, my mom, my mom and my stepdad's estate. I was their administrator of their estate and with that, a lot of legal stuff came because they didn't have wills. So I was dealing with the legal stuff. My mother was a hoarder. Um, my stepdad was so grief-stricken over my mom passing away that he made horrible financial decisions right. that I had to take care of every day. It And I lived two and a half, two hours away from where my parents were. So not only was I driving every week back and forth from my house to my, um, parents house, taking care of that, making sure it was still there and all of that. And, and at one point in time, I just, the hits were coming and I can't tell you what they were family stuff, uh, family squabbling over my mom's Artwork and any any family treasure that we had, um, I'm like, come get it if you want it, come get it. And I people were still making me feel like I was stealing all of her stuff when I wasn't. Um, the thought that kept going through my mind was, I can't take one more thing. I just, I just can't take one more thing. <laughs> I can't take one more thing. And um, so one more thing would happen. One more thing would happen. Something would happen. You know whether it was a banking issue, a tax issue, or whatever it was, family issue. Um, I just like things would get lost, and we'd need documents, and I'd have my mom was a hoarder, so documents were all over the house. And uh, one of the things in that I said in prayer because I I didn't do a lot of praying then. I, I do now, I do more, but back then I was just in so much desperation, so much pain because I was dealing with the grief of my parents and dealing with everything else. Several of my brothers and sisters live in California, so there's nothing that they could do here. And several of them live four or five hours away from my parents, so there's nothing they could do. And uh, I was like, oh my God, what what can I do? I can't take one more thing. And then, I mean, it was so fast. The answer came so fast and so sure. Stop saying I can't take one more thing. Because what I was doing was creating one more thing. Because the law of attraction activates with a thought and a very strong emotion coming from your heart. So when I said, when I went, oh, I stopped saying, I can't take one more thing. And I turned that around and I started saying to myself, this too shall end, this too shall end, and it will end quickly. And really, so that was in 2011, 2012, all of that, all of that hurt and pain and traumas and all of the hits slowly stopped. So that that's my big aha takeaway. Stop saying I can't take one more thing. That's when well, I learned how the law of attraction works.
0: So, at what point? Why was it? Why did it? Lean, why? Did, what was the Why did it sort of seem to be lumped on you as
1: that's the a sibling? Very good for everything
0: to to solve everything out between. You being well, not the the, the la- second last sibling. Uh, why were you? How come you just got lumped with everything regarding sorting everything out? And for the rest of them, why was nobody else? Of, I guess that you were the, probably the, seemed like the most closest, but I what, was. Right, so I that was. Easiest. My
1: younger brother Michael, uh, who's now passed away, right. um, he was dealing. He he was helping as much as he could. But he also had a special needs daughter. His daughter was born 13 weeks premature, really? so she had a lot of. Um, she's 15 now, and just the light of my life. Um, she uh, had a lot of health issues, as you can imagine, and so she, he was dividing his time between her her stuff and our parents. And so we were the really the only two that lived close. Uh, As I said, some of them are still in California, and a couple of them are here. And then my sister, one of my sisters moved from California to here to help out. So she helped out. Yeah, but mostly it fell to me. And honestly, I don't really have a good answer for that.
0: Okay. So going on from you, because it's basically 15 years, more people passed, didn't they? (laughs) Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, oh oh yeah. <laughs> it was it was a steady stream of either family or family friends. In 2017 that was that was I would call it a banner year of of death. Uh it started out with um a family friend who had been with us for 10 years. She was Tabitha my niece's Um, Home health care worker. So she was with us with the family since Tabitha was six months old to the time she was 10. And that's only because she retired. Uh, And uh, so she passed away. And uh, then my aunt passed away. My younger brother, Michael, passed away. My uncle and um, my dog. And in amongst sciatica. So it was a tough year.
0: Was there kind of was there general a lot of health issues within the family at all, or was it kind of it common, or is it when somebody,
1: part of it was age. My aunt was in her late seventies, <clears throat> so was right. my uncle, um, right. and my brother uh, passed away of kidney cancer.
0: Mm, that's a good.
1: Uh... And and my family friend, uh, she was yeah, she was eighty four. Grunge. and one of my best friends uh oh in the monks there another good friend of mine passed away too and she she died of uh, colon cancer Are
0: you okay so it was gonna... so there
1: was there was a lot going on so you know i don't know what i needed to experience in that whether it was okay i really understand what grief is and how to move through it um i don't know it just happened so, most of it was, you know, put your head down and take care of what you need to take care of and then deal with the emotions later.
0: So, leading up to pretty much how did, well, I'm, I'm going to admit, well, okay, I'm going to, how did you cope with after being through all of that, mm-hmm. leading up to the end of 2019? How did you, obviously, when things started kicking off regarding the COVID word, <clears throat> sorry, I don't I'm sick of the sight of that word already, um, how did you, over the last, technically, 20 months, nearly two years, how, how have you coped in your area and uh, just with work and maybe obviously not being able to go out and things locked down? How, how did it affect you uh, with your business and, what, and just with de- having to, Sort of deal with that trauma in the last few last few years, and basically because sometimes when you're sitting still and you can't really go anywhere, mm-hmm. your head just goes boom. Explodes. It does. You just go because you're you've got time to think. You're not sitting there doing not not occupied working. You're not distracted. You're just because you can't do anything. So how did that affect you? How did you deal with that from being able it being stuck literally?
1: Well, I looked at it as an opportunity. I'm, I'm, as I said earlier, I'm not one, I don't like to go out to parties, although I do. I don't like to go out to, to bars, although I do. Occasionally if I'm dragged along by, by (laughs) other friends. So I looked at it as as an opportunity and I really sat down and wrote out some stuff. I mean, I have a story that I'm working on telling the day of my, my, Uh, stepfather's death and trying to remember all the little pieces of it because I look at that I look at those memories not as um as traumatic anymore because I've done the work on them I look at it as opportunities for growth and opportunities for healing so I in lockdown um I I lost I had a job I was I was a manager of a um, crystal shop and a healing center lost that I was the first one to be let go because they couldn't they weren't bringing any income to pay me so so actually that was the biggest blessing in disguise (laughs) Because then I could sit down and look at and really look at and dig into my memories and figure out where the emotion still was and figure out where my beliefs were in, in holding all of, all of that trauma in place. And that's where you really start doing some of the cool work is what do you believe and why are you believing it? And because what you believe Creates your life, so you take a look at what's going on in your life, and if you don't like it, you can change it by changing what you believe. So lockdown for me was a blessing. One, I didn't have to go anywhere, and two, you know, I'm very grateful to the U.S. government for uh, because I lost my job, I was able to go onto unemployment, and I couldn't make any money with with my business because I couldn't see anybody see any clients it gave me the opportunity to basically really look at all of those years and figure out where there was still emotion and figure out where there was still trauma so it was a blessing for me
0: that's good so let's i don't know is there anything else you'd like to talk about you might have missed over from your childhood uh to up and leading up to Hopefully the end of the deaths in your family. <laughs> hopefully hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully nobody more, nobody You know, I still
1: st- I still have quite a bit bit of family left. Hopefully that's kinda of tapered off for a while. And see <laughs>
0: Just don't please, just don't die anytime soon, please. I've had enough. I don't really want to be. I, I,
1: well, let me let me tell you something. Um, no, no, no,
0: no. <laughs> joking, as I know
1: trying to trying to make light of myself. A well, and, they, and here's the thing: if if I hadn't done the emotional work. I wouldn't be able to laugh at it. I mean, I, I would tell I would tell my friends, I'm like, God, I feel like I'm in a bad country music song. And and that's when I knew a bad
0: country music song, yes. And
1: <laughs> that's when I knew a lot of healing had taken place that I could look at what what had what I'd gone through and, and go and start laughing about it and start smiling about it and start to remember the good times
0: so nobody suggested you should start your own coffin business by any chance <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, maybe start sell- oh, I could, we could do a deal on this one if you want to uh, anything any, any special offer two for one <laughs> just in case
1: <laughs> oh my goodness that's too funny. Uh, but yeah, so there's. Um, but,
0: <laughs> but yeah, so there's also. But well, look at. <laughs> you never know. That was
1: bad. Do you're gonna do you? go. You're gonna look at this and go, "Oh my god, what the heck was I saying?"
0: <laughs> do you prefer to be crispy or breaded? Who would you want? <laughs> Oh, joking aside anyway um tell us a bit more yeah i mean obviously it's i'm glad you can laugh at it now which is good because it's in a yeah it's it's horrible but it's good that we can have a wee you can i think you can see the we can have a chuckle at the people we can remember the good times in people's lives and we can have a laugh and it um, it just keeps us going because there's no point in yeah, it's got, you've got to keep moving in life, kind of thing, this day, especially in this day and age. You're going to stay in the game. So tell us a bit more. Well, tell us about you. We talked at the beginning what you do, but mm-hmm. what's your kind of. We're, we're coming to the end of a year. I'm not going to tell you what year for people who are listening. We're coming to the end of a year. Uh, you are looking at I know. At, I know. It's amazing. We're going to a new year. And yes, uh, generally, uh, time is. Basically, I mean, as I said, the COVID thing is still not out away yet. It's still kicking out. It's still one minute you're having, at the moment, a lot of governments, for those who are listening, governments are saying get, you're kind of like saying get the vaccine or you lose your job or you don't get the vaccine if you're unvaccinated and people are saying you have to do it or you're not, if you're pro-choice, it's all this kind of thing. It's all a bit all over the, up in the air. In the day, it's kind of getting to that stage what we're knowing what we can do now, but we know that there's goal, a lot of goalposts are being moved around the world from one minute you can do this, and then now they're saying you can't do this, and you're having mm-hmm. to do this instead, and it's all a bit confusing. And we're still right, like, okay, whatever. So, I right, what do you how looking at now? No, that before that, in fact, i just had narrow train of thought. what I'm going to say is what to do. How did you connect with Blanca, and how did you get into Clubhouse? Were you in Clubhouse, and how did you? get into the laws of life uh, in Zoom networking groups on a Tuesday.
1: And how did I come to meet you? How cool is that?
0: Yeah, we uh, exactly. I actually,
1: it's kind of a roundabout. It started in, in 2019, actually, late 2019. I called a friend of mine who is a Theta Healer. Her name's Donna Campbell, mm-hmm. and uh, she wrote the book Financially Fit, which is a phenomenal book, okay. Um and I've, I knew her for years and I, I had needed some healing. I, it was one of those times where I recognized I can't do this myself. I need help. And I reached out to her and, and I, one of the things I had talked to her about was I knew uh, intuitively because that's I work intuitively i'm an intuitive um, that I needed to start branching out from my little space here in Iowa City. I mean I love it, I love my clients in person clients and but I knew I needed to branch out if I wanted to take my business to the next level to where I wanted it to go. Uh, I needed to branch out and she's like, well, you have to, uh, then you have to attend this, this, um, this, uh, three-day summit. And it was the JV top talent. And I don't know if you've heard of the JV top talent. It's, yeah. um, three days of networking, uh, by David Fagan. Uh, we'll send you the information on it. Okay. And, um, and, uh, there, I mean, I didn't, I knew nothing I'd never done any networking, I mean, online networking, nothing. And I show up and I'm, I'm literally like, oh, there's like hundreds of people on the line <laughs> doing all sorts of cool different things, authors, speakers, writers, um, healers like me and all sorts of different people from all over the world. And, you know, I, you have to remember, I grew up in a town of a thousand people. So I was like awestruck, and I met um, in one of my breakout rooms. I met Mark Siegel. He was the moderator of one of uh, two of the rooms that I was in, and he's like, You need to come to my networking, which is on Thursdays at 11 uh, central, so noon Eastern. And uh, so there I met. Blanca, who's a good friend of Mark. So then Blanca was like, you need to come to my networking, which is on Tuesday. <laughs> so so via like Donna, who lives in Montana, well, and I live in Iowa, all of a sudden I am good friends with a bunch of people in in uh southern Florida.
0: There we go.
1: And David lives in Arizona. So all across the country, because you know the United States is a big country. So all across the country, I I find you.
0: Yeah. I mean, How cool, cool is that? Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Most people go, oh, so you just you just met him online? I'm like, no, you don't have to understand all the all the little connections it took for me to find you. Exactly. Like I think it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Because, so, so that's I was going. I was going to say this. I was getting to my point when I backtracked. Actually, so, um, what do you? What's your focus or goals for going forward? Uh, what's your sort of thinking plans and what do you hope to achieve and going forward?
1: Well, uh, pretty much the same as this year. I mean, the goal is to be on more podcasts, and because I think, um what people don't understand about their healing journey is that, it, that um, it, it's all difficult and it's all traumatic and it's all, no, it doesn't have to be. That's the beauty of what I do is yes, there are tears, but um, they're healing tears. They're they're tears of joy and of tears of grief. So I, um, I want to do more of that. And I also teach. So I I'm going to start teaching more. I, I've started, uh, I'm going to probably do a a Holy Fire Reiki class in January. So you can go to my Facebook page, Healing Peace Within, and all my events will be there. And I'll be teaching more Theta Healing and learning how to connect with Source and learning how to create your life and change your beliefs. So 2022 is going to be all about teaching and all about reaching, further reaching out to people all across the globe now that I know that it can be done.
0: You know, <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna crack a joke there i'm just sarcastic a, a, a drive through coffin business <laughs> 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 oh my god uh, i'm just so gonna just no good. i
1: will not be creating a drive <laughs> through coffin business
0: <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> oh you're just, so bad
0: <laughs> I, oh my word sorry, I just well you know
1: here's the here's the cool thing about that is that <laughs> You can you can uh, you can be in your grief and you can stay in your trauma, but it just doesn't get you anywhere. It just gets you. It's just more hurt and more pain. And so that I can laugh about it, (laughs) that we can sit here and joke about. I mean, it was hard. Don't don't get me wrong. It was really hard. I know. but, however,
0: <laughs> I'm glad uh, I'm making you laugh. It's just a good thing. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> it can make you a little bit more entertaining.
1: Why would you um, not want to move? Um, why would you want to stay stuck there? You exactly. know, yeah. Exactly. Why? I don't get I, that part. I don't. I don't understand. But I do know when people are ready, they're ready.
0: Oh, exactly, very true. But no, uh, I don't. Know if you ever well, have you? You haven't. I was going to say you didn't. You haven't. And usually most people speak they've written a book somewhere down the line are you planning to write a book at all because
1: a lot of people say it's in the works oh there you go See it, if something i've dug out well hey so it's in the works it. i do i am going to be a part of a compilation book called mm-hmm. the art of connection which will come out sometime next year and there's still availability to be put there um yeah you get a page so, um, if you ever wanted to write a bestseller, and it was a uh, New York Times bestseller, the Art of Connection one, um, mm. you basically what you get is a you get a page, you tell a quote, you talk about the quote, and then you ask a question, and um, so that so you guys kind of guys got a sneak peek of of what I'm writing in the book. I that? can
0: well, I'm gonna. people uh, watching, uh, I'm gonna just well, I've got another. Uh, renee taylor who's been watching she's starting her podcast um and she will be looking for some guests so there's an opportunity to connect you guys up if you oh that'd
1: be lovely uh
0: brent Mann, who's in tampa florida uh he's uh, watching and uh, you've got fireman a guy called Farman rich she's watching from twitch and bernie who is from australia has been watching the twitch so you're getting spread out a little bit um oh, awesome. you're getting branching out anyway across the world um uh, so, you know, so there's anyway let's say that, so there's opportunities for especially Vernet has also been involved in a collaboration book as well, so that could be another way you, you never know might help you mm-hmm. in some way or form um or have a i can connect you up on Facebook and you can have a connect and have a private conversation and go that from there. would
1: be fantastic. I love meeting new people.
0: I know. So, how many podcasts have you actually been on before? You're my first. I'm, 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 oh, okay. You're my
1: first. Mostly because I was this year. Um,
0: well, hopefully. I, I,
1: yeah. I, I kind of, again, I kind of went within. And I mean, I'm still doing my networking on Tuesdays and Thursdays.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, but I, 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 yeah. So I just kind of stopped everything on the outside and kind of went within because that's that's when I get to do my own my own work and there go. now it's time to so how, how'd branch out about, again.
0: How do you feel that you've kind of broken your duck on a podcast? You've kind of
1: well, you know, I was thinking about this on the way in and and uh, that. I always get really super nervous right before, like all day long. I was like fretting.
0: (laughs) I'll just just go take a couple of volume here. Two
1: seconds. (laughs) No drugs. drugs. Uh, And then, and then, and then it's like, then you realize, ah, just putting myself through crap. Um, and then, and then we start and then I'm fine. There we go. Uh, same thing same thing when i when i was in theater it was like all that the moment right before you went on stage was the most horrifying moment of your life and then you get on stage and you're having fun
0: there we go well i want to thank uh, i think we've kind of covered pretty much everything unless you can think of anything Uh okay that's good that's cool well thank i want to say thank you to jennifer from being on my our first podcast and mine uh, debuting, on our podcast, and we'll hopefully get you on to many other people's podcasts. That would okay. be great. I've actually got our person. I can now you're, uh, kind of laughing and you, know, you get tears in your eyes, and you're laughing at the same time. It's kind of weird. You hate that you can't see a blind thing. Mm-hmm. So even though, uh, so, but yeah, um, connect you up with some other people actually uh, as well. So I've got a couple of our persons come to me called Karen Roberts. Uh, connect up with her as well. She's based in the UK. She's down south in London area. Yes, and uh, she uh, yeah, so she should be good connection for you. Um, but yeah, so thank you for being on the show. Thank you for. Um, for debuting, you're welcome. I hope, I hope you enjoy that. You're not scarred for life. You don't have to go and get the no. But, <laughs> I am not. <laughs> Excuse me. I need some help, please. <laughs> just you told me podcast. I need
1: a drive-by coffin business. <laughs> <laughs> I just made my first podcast at the straw. <laughs> oh, but God. I do, I do have someone for your podcast. Oh, uh, her name is Susanna Raphael.
0: Okay. And well. she
1: is an incredible animal communicator. She's the best
0: animal communicator.
1: Animal communicator. I will give her your information, um, give you her information. She is amazing and she is in the south of England. So uh, she's an animal, a...
0: animal. She talks to the animals.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I don't want to laugh at that. I don't know why I don't want to laugh at that.
1: <laughs> well, she's pretty awesome. Yeah, you will love her. Do you
0: have an animal that needs to be talked to? I'm just just cracking up here. (laughs) I'm not serious, but you're just killing me. Right, I'm going to stop. I'm going to go from (laughs) coffins to talking animals. Okay, right. Thank you to everyone who's been watching, wherever you are, from Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. And thank you for... connect. Please connect. In fact, oh, we haven't done this, actually. One thing I haven't done. How do people connect with you?
1: uh facebook is probably the best way uh and that's at healing peace within or jennifer Ferrar, either one will get to oh. me um my email is jennifer at healing those are the best can, ways
0: you can send me all those links and they'll be in the show notes for the podcast so i have uh, been quite busy that's what i'm gonna be doing yeah
1: i'm also on anyway, linkedin
0: linkedin you can send me all these links that would be great and so people can connect with you and uh take, maybe get your own podcasts and business with you and whatever
1: yeah, that. that'd be great. We should be good. That'd be
0: great. Well, thank you to everyone who has been watching. And for those who are listening on the podcast, uh, obviously when I do video, we, I've been using StreamYard. i am using Facebook, Twitch, and uh, YouTube streaming through. Uh, so I use my StreamYard to I get a good recording for the podcast and audio. But so thank you. And uh, to everyone, have a great week, day, night, wherever you are in the world. And until next time, take it easy. Bye, Bye everybody.